Dennis Prager here. If you have a business or real estate dispute, I strongly recommend that you call Barack Lurie. Barack, you recently handled a case where one brother was suing his two brothers, your clients. What happened? Well, Dennis, the two brothers struggled but succeeded to build three restaurants. But when the third brother returned from being out of the country for 20 years, he sued to get one-third of their business. He claimed an oral deal between them because he had once worked as a cook for them. So what did you do? Well, during trial, we got him to acknowledge certain key dates and to his complete lack of documentation. So when his side rested, we asked the court for what's called a directed verdict, a motion that gets rid of a case after fatal facts come out during trial. And the court agreed, shooting down all but one of the brothers' causes of action. And we settled that one for a very small amount and excused the jury. And justice was done. My friends, you know that I trust Barack Lurie with my own business and other legalities. So to make sure a deal is done right, call him for your own legal issues at 866-575-8111. That's 866-575-8111. Fighting for what's right, Barack Lurie at Lurie and Park, 866-575-8111. is the Barack Lurie Podcast with me, my good friend and producer, Ari David, always a pleasure. And uh, we uh, have some very interesting news that has come out recently, and that is uh, from the IRS, that apparently some 30,000 emails have indeed been found um, involving to and from Lois Lerner. And uh, these are the emails, Ari, you'll recall that we talked about. And we said on this show and otherwise, of course, these emails will, will show up eventually. They're, they're, they're not going to not show up. But remember all the let's let's take the litany of history behind what had happened with this, because it's really worth noting the beginning of this movie to the end. Right. But, you know, the, the left, they always like to just go to that scene in the movie and just look at that one scene without any perspective for everything that followed up to it or what will happen later on. Year zero thinking. Year zero thinking. Thank you so much. Year zero, by the way, I wanted to talk about that. Uh, check out uh, Ari David's uh, show. Uh, he also has a podcast also available on iTunes. So just search for Ari David and you'll see uh, an interview that he and I had together called Year Zero uh, at my insistence because it was Ari's idea. I, I love that phrase. And it's self-explanatory, I think. Um, but to check that out, I think it's a lot of fun. And he's got a lot of other podcasts, of course, that I think you'll find very riveting and entertaining, for sure. Uh, a little bit more vocal than me, <laughs> a little bit more strident than sometimes, but uh, that's what makes life so much more fun. All right. Uh, we, we, they always like to look at one part of the movie. And if you only look at the one part of the movie with the IRS scandal and the emails and such, You'd say each scene is no big deal, but you you actually play the movie from start to finish. You are just shocked. Your mouth is agape as you're watching this movie. It's a it's a horror film in many ways. It's it's a shocking story of abuse of power. So let's let's start from the beginning. And Ari, you may know this a little bit better than me, but I'm going to just say it as I recall it. First, it became clear a little bit more than a year ago that the IRS had been targeting specific conservative groups uh, with regard to their 501c3 status, which is their not, not uh, a nonprofit status, which uh, enables many tax goodies, right, and tax breaks. But the, um, uh, the 
lowest learner crowd, and Obama and otherwise uh, tried to minimize it, and they quickly said that there was not a smidgen of corruption, you see, not a smidgen. But they, but they found some corruption, and then they blamed it on these two rogue agents in Cincinnati. You remember that? That's, uh, suddenly Cincinnati was controlling Washington, you see. <laughs> They're the ones who are pushing this. And they still haven't told us who those rogue agents are. Of course, oh, that's right. They have not done that. A good point. And then uh, Lois Lerner gets on the stand, and she pleads the fifth, um, <laughs> not before uh, saying ahead of time, uh, I've done nothing wrong, and I followed all the rules. I, I've done nothing against the law. And then says, I, I plead the fifth, which, of course, uh, basically means that she has to come back again. And now she does have to testify as to the specific things that she actually did speak about, which is that she did nothing wrong and that she followed all the laws, which is a pretty big matzo ball as Jerry Seinfeld would call it. Um, and so that was a big issue. Then they claimed that they lost all the emails that cannot be retrieved. Um, that uh, in terms of the, the basic subpoena, the to and from. Lost her hard drive, lost her Blackberry, lost every device she ever touched anytime, right. anywhere, at home and at the office. It was just an amazing coincidence. And not only that, but everyone to whom she sent emails also apparently lost their hard drives and their phones and everything else that might otherwise indicate what was said to her. In what, an agency from her. called the IRS, where if you don't have a receipt from 10 years ago, you can go to jail. That, that, that's right, yeah. Uh, you, you could say it's the tailor who doesn't know how to darn his own socks, but uh, that's not quite the, the case here, right? <laughs> um, IRS, is uh, they, have, they have obligations. <laughs> so they, they uh, need to be organized themselves. And they, they, of course they're not. This was all a big game, and everyone knew it. Uh, even some of my most diehard liberal friends said, yeah, this doesn't look good, that they lost everything. It's not believable. And they acknowledged that. But don't you know, something's interesting with the passage of time. If it's not on the news all the time, like um, Abu Ghraib, for example, then, it's, then it wasn't, didn't really happen. And so a couple months passed by. There's not much discussion about it. And then they dare to say, oh, that IRS scandal, that was nothing. Good luck with that, Barack. Good luck with that, Ari. You know, you're, you're trying to trot out whatever you can, but that didn't catch fire at all. Well, in their world, the only thing that can catch fire is something that is uh, instantaneous. And you, you literally catch somebody with a gun in his hand, and, that, and then they get quickly arrested and, and sentenced right away. Then that's a legitimate scandal to talk about. Or the streets of Ferguson, or icebergs, or the global warming atmosphere. Those right. three things catch fire. Yes, that, that's true. Yeah. For some reason, they, they are able to argue that. Um, but the IRS thing just kept on giving, as it were. And then we learned that the hard drives were actually gouged. Do you remember that? Yes. Actually gouged. Okay. This is where we, t we talked before about the passive voice and the active voice. I love using active voice as much as I can. I mean, it's never perfect, but... Active voice forces you to accept responsibility, right? As you know, well, if you just say the hard drives were gouged, it begs the question: Who gouged the, the hard drives? Who? I gouged the hard drive. Right. He gouged. That's the right. Hard drive. Somebody. You know, <laughs> they were gouged, uh, ma'am. Who gouged them? Uh, I don't know. The people who didn't want to find my emails. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Yeah, somebody, some rogue agent from Cincinnati, no doubt. So that, 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 that's how it turned out. 
So they were gouged, and I'll use it passively only because I'm, I'm quoting her. And uh, so that kind of uh, just kind of went to the Ethernet, and it didn't, it, it got lost in the Ether, rather. Uh, and then, nobody seemed to pick up on that because, you know, it's just too damaging. And now, uh, and then they said, well, we found, uh, we have access to the hard drives, but it'll take us years to retrieve them. Okay? From the backups. Right, from the backups. The IRS yeah. Are. So, so, so don't bother. So the implication was, so don't bother. It's just, it's yeah. going to be too you, long. You silly conservatives, you don't want to spend any money, certainly don't want to spend money, the billions of dollars it's going to take to do, to dig up this. Yeah, yeah. I just, I wouldn't recommend it, Republicans. Yeah. It's just, it's going to be too much effort for you. So let's let, let's move on to the next issue. All right. So that, that's that's their approach. So and then it turns out apparently, all right, it's many years later because I, I guess it's like one of those things from like the movie Interstellar where one hour on this planet will mean twenty three hour twenty three years in another planet. Right. That's what it's like. So apparently it's it's many years later already. <laughs> we didn't know it because we have thirty thousand emails that we just retrieved from the new IRS Inspector General. God bless him. Okay? Now, they're pouring through those 30,000 emails. I, I'm delighted to report that. 30,000 is a lot. It's not everything, but it's a lot more than the two or three that they were really willing to release before. And you know, along with direct orders to target Tea Party groups and crew the vote, you know there's going to be some inappropriate jokes and LOLs and cats that look like Hitler pictures <laughs> exchanged there as well. That'll be very embarrassing. There are, there's an emoticon where if the cat looking like Hitler... There's a whole website of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I am, it has a little mustache right here. I know. I, I, I get the description, but I just didn't know that they even... I, all I know is smiley face. Then I can do very well, and an and, and unhappy face, I guess. But anyway, let's, let, let's not go there. Point is, there's going to be a whole bunch of those emails saying things that we already know are there. Um, you know, for whatever reason, the hubris that was involved within the IRS, uh, and certainly apparently with Lois Lerner, um, she uh, just did what she wanted to do. She was the rogue agent. Uh, that's the best they can hope for at this point, is to argue that Lois Lerner herself was a rogue agent. She went rogue like Sarah Palin. Yeah. Right? That's, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Off the rails. Um, you know, did, did you get that uh, email I sent out, uh, I think, yesterday, that they found that Lois Lerner, while she was uh, stonewalling all those conservative groups, approved a charitable organization application for like a, a, an Elks Lodge type group that was running a, a prostitution ring? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, look, and, and you can say, well, this is just one crazy thing, and, um, uh, and they, they'd be right to some extent, but it reflects how the, the lack of discernment, the, the heightened scrutiny that they had with any conservative group because they believed in liberty, for example, <laughs> uh, and wanted to talk about liberty, that was unacceptable. But but when you engage in prostitution, well, what's a little prostitution with the children among friends? I mean, like, come on, yeah, let's give kids it, involved. Of course, no problem. Here, here's here you your go. application. Yeah, it's it's a really disgusting thing. But this, uh, you know, what what I do love about this whole process is that it exposes what you and I know intuitively, and and what the liberals have to learn uh, over and over again is that government is not your friend. Government is corrupt. And, and if, you're, if you are a liberal listening to us, and there are many of, of them out there, then you need to ask yourself, um, is this acceptable 
I'm not talking about the, the prostitution ring specifically. I'm talking about the notion that you can favor one group over the other and, and says, are you okay with that? And, and, it's, and if you are, then you're really, you don't understand the value of process. Process and due process is everything in America. That's, that's the essence of who we are. Uh, we believe in the truth coming out. We don't uh, believe in gaming the system. Yeah, even if it's uh, people that we don't like. I mean, very similar to the First Amendment, right? We, the famous expression, I don't, I don't agree with what you say, but I'll fight to the death to, for your right to say it. Right, the famous line, I don't know who said it exactly. But this is something that you should agree with, that this notion that free speech is free speech, and it doesn't matter if, if, you, don't, if you don't like it. And uh, you should be embracing free speech, right? Same thing is true with the IRS and the way that they target people. You should be disgusted with this, even if you think it's advancing your cause. Because, honey, it's going to come right at you. This, is, this, is, this scandal and this corruption is coming to a theater near you if you don't do something and don't speak about it intellectually, honestly, today. So uh, the fact that it's not in the news, shame on, on the news media for not reporting as aggressively as they should, but it's got to be spoken about. And, and, you know, there's you said the, the word favoring. This isn't about favoring. Favoring is like favoring Solyndra over an oil company. Okay, fine. That's not right, but it's not going to kill the oil company. That money was wasted from the government for a tax break for Solyndra. This is the power of life and death over people's ability at re recourse against their government when their government goes out of control. Yeah. That's what's so terrifying about yeah. this. A government agency that should be controlled by the people and the will of the people then has the power of life and death to organize of those people. Yeah. And it's giving the power of life to all of these organizations that it likes, that help support it and keep it in existence. But the, the day any organizations come up that threaten its power base, those organizations and those people have to be killed. Because they weren't just threatening, uh, in the case of uh, Catherine Engelbrecht, with the destruction of True the Vote, her organization. They were talking about potentially prosecuting her, throwing her in jail for decades. Yeah, this is uh, this is the new America under Obama. This is a, a strange time that we live in. I knew I knew that we had a problem. You know that they right from the get go, based upon one small but very significant event, it was when Obama and the DOJ decided to drop the claim against the new Black Panthers for intimidating voters uh, at various polling booths um, throughout the country. I don't know exactly Pennsylvania. Where. Pennsylvania yeah, mostly Pennsylvania. Happened. That's right. And I knew that, that we had a problem with this president because to not prosecute, to, to, to not just let the process move by itself. He, we talk about active versus passive, right? He, he could just be passive. It wasn't his bailiwick to do anything with this, but they just, they actively dismissed this case, even though, by the way, it was in default status. And default, for those who don't know, it simply means that the other side hasn't shown up, and you just prosecute it. It's the easiest thing you can do. It's it's not as if it's a question of taxpayer money. It was a one case. It was a one case it exactly. Was a it was already in default status. There was there was very hard to to for them to argue otherwise. Um, but I, I knew that this sort of discretion that the the president himself was advancing. I knew we had we we're going to have problems, and sure enough, we we certainly have. These past six years have been. Uh, really challenging, and there have been at least 10 uh, 
difficult, um, very highly questionable decisions by the president every year that he's been in office. Yeah, going back to like the Gibson guitar case with the wood from India, even things as insignificant as that. This is a businessman who could have been put out of business and prosecuted for legal wood. Well, okay, so but that's that's a relatively small thing, but I I mean it's a big thing it's in many the same ways. Pattern. It's a pattern, but that's a, from a legal point of view. I'm talking about a little bit bigger issues like Fast and Furious. You know, that the, the the judgment that was utterly lacking in in proceeding with that program uh, and the way that they prosecuted it. Uh, the way that Obama supported the Professor Gates in, at, at Harvard and, and, and said that there was racism afoot and the, the police acted stupidly in the beer summit, really stupid decision. The way he backed um, the dictators of Honduras instead of um, the people who were seeking freedom. Uh, the way he failed to support Iran. The, the vel I think it was called the Velvet Re Revolution. The Green Revolution. The Green Revolution, right. Yeah, which will probably turn out to be the biggest issue vis-a-vis -vis the nuclear situation For sure. six For years sure. later. The, the way he uh, dissed the Prime Minister of Israel time and time again, of course. Um, all, all these crazy, well, I wouldn't say crazy decisions, but the decisions that reflected such poor judgment and, and, and the things that he thought he could get away with. Um, and now, going back to the IRS emails, and I, I have a question for you. What, there are 30,000 emails that they found so far. Presumably, there, there, there'll be more. But just let's look at the 30,000 30, emails. What do you think it will establish, if anything, regarding Obama? Will it connect him to all this? What's your gut? Because I have got a prediction to make. Of course. Of yeah. course. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter if they connected him to a, uh, Lois Lerner to Obama for this reason. Lois Lerner did what Obama wanted to have done. I, I, look, that's, and, it's, and, so, it's so clear to me, clear as yeah. day. He gave her uh, a, a wide berth to do whatever she felt necessary. He knew that she was of like mind politically to him. And he basically told her, Lois, you do what you need to do in order to shut those conservative groups up. That's what he said. And it happened in other agencies, Fast and Furious, ATF, uh, Benghazi, CIA, State Department, um, uh, you know, uh, DOJ with the Black Panthers situation. I, over and over again, every agency in which there's a cabinet position heading the agency engaged in this kind of stuff. And, yeah. you know, you, you talk so often about chess-like approach. There's one little thing you left out of your description of the IRS scandal, which is from the timeline point of view, which is, what's the timeline? What other things are happening in the world when these things break? Okay, the IRS broke when Lois Lerner did that little conference where she admitted this wrongdoing right after Hillary Clinton was caught basically testifying with the what difference does it make on Benghazi. Yes. Today, this break of emails is happening during this firestorm over Gruber and Obamacare and while well, Ferguson is exploding. Is there, there's all the grand jury decision. In other words, everything that comes out is always a counter move to pieces moving on the chessboard that need to, being distracted from. Right. Distract from this fire by creating another fire. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's a, that's a bad and policy. And at every point in both Obamacare, Fast and Furious, Benghazi, IRS scandal, on and on and on, it always happens when something is about to explode in one of the other scandals. Yes. No, they're brilliant in their timing of things. Uh, by the way, that, that Friday um, at the 30,000 emails was a Friday dump. Right, right? and a it came dump. out with, at the same time as a whole bunch of new regulations came out. Yeah. All right, so, so the prediction is 
and we're making it first on this show, that these 30,000 emails will reveal at least one email that connects Obama, or at least highly suggests that Obama knew about what was going on and encouraged it. My, uh, either by, yes. by uh, either indirectly or directly. This is a very important thing to remember. And why can we say this with, with great confidence, my dear listener? Well, because it's extremely difficult to engage in the kind of wrongdoing that she engaged without the president knowing about it. It's just simply impossible. Plus the fact that this president is a control freak. Truly a control freak. No one does anything without him telling them how high. There's one other thing, okay? You know how Lois Lerner works for the IRS? So she works in the public sector. What employee at any place in the public sector ever does more work than they absolutely have to? Number one. And number two, what person in the public sector ever ruffles the potential feathers of her superiors? So true. It never happens. Anyone at the, at the uh, Department of Motor Vehicles who does, uh, finger quotes, above and beyond the uh, set out duties winds up with a smackdown just by their other employees saying, what are you trying to do, make us look bad here? Yeah, I, I agree, and it is a challenge uh, to to believe anything else than that he knew everything was going on. You, you know, it's like what we talk about uh, God. When we talk about um, uh, at this point that the the evidence for God is so overwhelming that to not believe in God, you actually have to believe in more absurd scenarios. Uh, you have to have more faith, as it were, to not believe in God than to believe in God, right? Uh, which is an ironic turn of events. But the same thing is true here. To, to believe that this all happened with these, um, the, 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 the discriminating against conservative groups and that Obama knew nothing about it while it was happening and didn't say, I mean, the best you could say, well, okay, that he knew nothing about it, that, that defies logic to the nth degree, especially with a control freak such as President Obama. The best you could say is, well, gosh, you know, uh, this, this all was going on, and Obama found out about it while it was happening, uh, assuming that he's not a control freak and uh, that he had no involvement in this. And then you could say, well, all right, fine. He didn't know about it at the time, but then he, but he still let it continue on. He said, look, as long as I don't know too much about it, as long as you don't involve me, then uh, by golly, I'll, I'll be okay with this. That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what will happen. You will see these emails revealing that Obama knew what was going on. And it won't necessarily be an email directly from and to Obama himself. It'll, it'll say, talk to POTUS today. He said, continue on and proceed with the mission. Well, I think that what we're going to... I'm going to even make the prediction a little bit more granular, which is this. Okay. Remember how the EPA chief was using a fake email address to do... Uh, communications that was outside the purview of government record keeping it, that was inappropriate. Right. I'm sure what they're going to find is that one of these emails with some of the damning evidence was sent to some, you know, one of those, yeah, I clamped down on Engelbrecht, I put a web of regulations on her, she'll be lucky if she avoids 10 years in jail when if she continues with her application. There'll be an email like that from Lerner. But it'll go to some email address, you know, fuzzynaval345 at, uh, you know, hoochbottom.com or something. Yeah, hotmail. And he'll like, yeah, yeah. And he'll like oh, what is that? 
it'll turn out that that's Valerie Jarrett's ghost email account. It'll probably be something like that. Yeah. Valerie Jarrett or, or the chief of staff, whether it was Rahm Emanuel or Dennis, whatever his name is, uh, or, or Daly, one of the you know uh, chiefs of staff of Obama had, it'll be someone very close to the president who, who we know is within his utter inner circle. Yeah, here's an interesting thing. And then, and then the one other thing of that is that it'll then reveal, once they follow that email address, all this other stuff. Okay, here's the interesting thing. Everything you're telling me, and, and I agree with you, it's almost impossible to proceed with your life nowadays assuming that somehow you're not being observed one way or the other. Okay, you, if you were to try to steal some money from somebody in the street, you'd be a fool to think that nobody's taking a snapshot of you or a video of you, right? Certainly true if you're in a parking lot. Certainly true if you're going to any store. Okay? You should walk around assuming that your whole life is being videoed, except in the bathroom and the locker room. God willing. <laughs> okay? But that's it. Hey, I'm, I'm proud of what I do in those two places. <laughs> I want that scene. That's the only thing I know is that uh, they, they probably don't video me in the bathroom uh, or it's the locker room show. or the showers in the locker room. So... Um, Anyway, the, the, that's the point. You, you'd be stupid to, to do that. And, and what amazes me about this administration is they think that they can do all this incredible scheming and plotting and, uh, you know, phantom emails and uh, phantom email addresses and Sunday show talking points and, and think that nobody will end up coming up with evidence to the contrary. This is what fascinates me about them. They create this mechanized world that it's so complex that, and, and they think they can create this world where nobody will be able to, to just you know, pull that, what's that the game like Jenga? You know, all those, those pickup sticks or things like that. You just pull up one stick and, and the then it, falls. it all falls apart, right? They don't realize how fragile their world is. All they need is one disgruntled employee uh, somebody who's uh, maybe a little bit unnerved by the fact that somebody's being targeting as a conservative just because he's a conservative. That's all you need. And and that's they revealed that with the health care, Obamacare, right? I mean, that's we, we now know that, that they created this shuck and jive, and they thought that it would never come out. In fact, they, they, they were so arrogant about it that this was not... Jonathan Gruber's comments was not made, you know, in, in passing... When somebody happened to have a hot mic next to him and he's talking privately to a good buddy of his and saying, can you believe these idiots who are willing to vote for Obamacare? What fools. No, he did his whistleblowing as part of a paid speaking tour. And, and not Symposiums. Just, yeah, and not just once, but several times. And, and in case there was ever any issue, he would say it over and over again. So there was no issue about what he's doing. These, these guys were blowhards about the issue. And... I guess got such cover from the mainstream media that, that no one would ever bring it up. But, you know, when Romney says something about uh, the 47%, you know, that, you know, he wrongfully assumed that, that it was going to be somehow be kept quiet. And then, of course, it was taken out of context. That's another issue altogether. But he was videoed, and it, was, it became a major campaign issue. But when, when Obama's own agent, the architect of his very signature program, starts talking about how stupid he thinks the people who are going to support this very program. Stupid, you understand. No, it doesn't come out for four years? More than four and a half years. This is what's so amazing. 
and I'm not talking, I mean, obviously it reflects liberal media and such like that, but, but it also reflects how this administration thinks it can get away with this. Like the guy who goes into a 7-Eleven with no mask whatsoever and thinks that nobody's watching. That's the amazing thing. You're, you are stupid, my friend. You, Mr. President, are stupid for thinking that you can get away with this, this Obamacare business. And you must be equally stupid to think and argue that Lois Lerner is, uh, that, that this will not come haunting you at some point. You know it's not true. You can't, you can't just say, well, like, like Jonathan Gruber, oh, who is he? I've, I don't know who he is. You can't do that. And that's what he's trying to say with Lois Lerner, that, that, that she was a rogue agent of some kind, or, and, her, and in turn, the Cincinnati agents were, that, that they never disclosed who they were. They're the rogue agents. This is a, this is a train that's coming. This is the posse. We talked about this, Bush casting the Sundance Kid. The posse is coming for you, Mr. The President. super posse. Yeah. And I'm not talking to, to, to hang you or anything else like that. To simply capture you and, and bring you to account. To, to deal with this issue, Mr. President, you must deal with the 30,000 emails that's coming your way. It's a big issue that you're facing. And I, no doubt he must be sweating bullets on this one. He wanted the years to, he wanted to delay and delay. And now what is he going to do? Now that we've got somebody else manning the helm, it's Daryl Issa was great. Uh, but who's the new one, by the way? Ben Chavitz. That's right, Chavitz. Oh, talk about a cowboy. He's, oh, he's tough. In trouble now. He's tough. And he's going to have um, a, a greater majority in the Congress and, a, of course, a majority in the Senate and a substantial majority, by the way. It's going to yeah, be a 50- So that there will be hearings in the Senate that will parallel his or they'll agree to what are called select committees. Yes, of course. And then, and then what is he going to do? And then, of course, he'll create more ruses and more, more fires to, to distract away from the IRS scandal yet again. But this is a big deal. And uh, for a lot of you conservative uh, people out there who have dealt with liberal friends who are trying to say this is nothing, this is nothing, I can tell you one thing. When this breaks, when it's revealed, and it will likely be revealed during the next two years before he leaves the presidency, uh, all hell is going to break loose. And this is something that Obama should really not be looking forward to. And I no doubt he's sweating bullets. And he will try to distract, distract, distract. And you know what? If, he might even go to war with ISIS because that's the ultimate I was going to say, that's the, that's the wag the dog scenario, yeah, of course. Truly, truly. Well, uh, listen, at least he, I mean, Monica Lewinsky, that whole thing is, is nothing, nothing compared to, to the IRS scandal. This is, this is far, that would be far worse than Watergate. Far worse than Lewinsky, far worse than Iran-Contra, far worse than any scandal you could possibly think of to date, to date. But the, using the IRS and, the, and all of its incredible power to target people precisely for their political views, that is the ultimate un-American, unconstitutional issue and the very reason why we have a separation of powers. Anyway, that's a bold prediction. We've made it. I expect it to be uncovered within a year. And like you and I always notice, it tends to come out much faster. But let's let's predict this within a year. This is going to be a huge issue. My friends, this is Barack Lurie. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you real soon.
Let's do it.